Buenas and half a day. This is Polly Eric Forbes welcoming you to another episode of Ilegna si Polly. Ilegna si Polly, for those who don't understand, means father says, father is in the priest. And we're going to be talking about all things Chamorro. It's like a fiesta plate or a fiesta table where you have 81 different dishes and you go from the titizas to the kaddu to the finamamis to the roast pig and uh, you get everything. So we're going to talk about history, language, culture, you name it. As long as it's Guam-related or Chamorro-related or Marianas-related, uh, we're going to see what Pali Eric has to say. And to help me um, toss things around and make it interesting, I have Chris Malafunction here with me. Well, everybody, we're in the middle of Lent. And so today's topic is Lent and the Chamorro way of doing Lent. I'm excited for this, Polly, because I, I have some uh, questions. Um, but first of all, and this is something I've asked a few different priests, I don't want to throw you off your track, but is chicken meat? Yes. Okay. We'll get into that. Okay, good. That is the big question uh, right. that every tomorrow has, right? And actually, it's not a question for many tomorrows. Many tomorrows, they don't, they've already reached the answer. Chicken's not meat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I want to know the answer to that, your explanation. Then also the other burning question I have that I'm sure you're going to get to in this episode how do I avoid being taken away by the Babwin Karesma? Uh-huh, sure. No problem. Very good. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. Okay, so Len, right? In Chamorro, it's Quaresma. And the word Quaresma, if you look at the first syllable, Qua, that comes from the Latin word for the number four. So, you, you know, that translates into Spanish, French, and English even. So, quarter, you know, is a fourth of something. So, Quaresma means 40 days. Mm. So, Lent is a period of 40 days. Of penance, you know, some kind of suffering, inconvenience, sacrifice. Uh, we do that for several reasons. Number one is to uh, discipline the body. Because if we keep saying uh, yes, 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 yes to what the body wants, we end up going to the gym and suffering uh, to try and get rid of what the body took in. And, uh, you know, it's not just food. It's also alcohol or, you know, if you live a promiscuous life, you know, next. Uh, mm -hmm. You, you open yourself up to uh, all kinds of uh, spiritual and physical risks. Polly, uh, just going back to this, uh, this I guess, tradition of giving up something for Lent, what, what are the roots of that? I mean, I'm just getting into it. Okay, good. Yeah. So, so giving up something is a form of uh, physical and spiritual discipline. You can't just let the body do what it wants. Right. So even when you wake up in the morning on a Monday and you really would rather just sleep in, you know, you're not going to make the money to pay the bills unless you make the sacrifice of getting up and, you know, driving to work. So we, we do it already. You know, we, we, we all make some sacrifices already. Uh, but this now has a spiritual component. Right. And the second reason why we um, do penance is to make up in some way for our sins, which almost always involves some kind of pleasure. I mean, it doesn't even have to be physical pleasure, right? So when I take vengeance on somebody <laughs> and we see them suffer, we take pleasure in that, right? So most every sin, I, I would think, uh, involves some kind of pleasure. It's illicit. It's illegal pleasure in the eyes of God. And so we're sorry for it. So we try to make up for it, right? Like if I damage your uh, fence, uh, you know, I have to pay for that, right? So we make up for it. And the third and final reason why is um, to uh, suffer with, along with Jesus. You know, St. Paul talks about that. Um, if we suffer and die with him, we will live with him. You know, if we go through Good Friday with him, we will rise uh, on, you know, Easter Sunday with him. So uh, we are one with Jesus in everything, right? His suffering, but also his glory. So if you want the glory of Jesus, like he says, take up your cross and follow me. Wow. 
Okay, good. Yeah, uh, Polly. so when people kind of give up these sacrifices for Lent, right, uh, they decide, oh, I'm going to give up this, I'm going to give up that. I mean, there's no, uh, is there like a baseline? I, yes. I know you said that it, it deals with pleasure, right? So uh, just, I guess, baseline, what are things that people can give up and how much do they have to enjoy right. them? Well, the church already tells us how to do those penances. And to be honest with you, it's really minimal. I mean, it's really pussycat level, you know. Wow. Uh, you have to give up meat every on Ash Wednesday and every Friday of Lent, and only on two days in this Archdiocese of Agania, unless I'm mistaken, and just, you know, let me know if I am, uh, only two days of fasting. So there's a difference between fasting and abstinence, which I can explain. But the church already has its basic minimum, right, of penance. But we're free to do more. However, I caution people. You know, because they get overly ambitious. Yeah, yeah, and they don't make it. It's and they don't like, make it. It's almost like New Year's resolutions. So wait a second, because I'm not even sure if I heard you right. You mean all these Lents that I gave up rice or I gave up soda? Like I didn't have to do it for nope. the whole entire forty days? Nope. That, that's what? that's voluntary. The it church, sounds like it sounds like you're talking about Lent light because Grandma what, was like forty days. Well, that's what I'm saying. That that what the church requires is really pussycat level. Wow. So we, we, are, we are free to do more, and I encourage people to do more, but within the boundaries of common sense. Because you can't go cold turkey with a lot of stuff, right? Like you drink Coke like 10 times a day, and then on Ash Wednesday, no more Coke at all. You know, right. I'll see you on Monday, you yeah. know, the following at, you know, Denny's drinking Coke. You know, so do something that's doable. You know, make it a sacrifice, but don't be overconfident, and then you fail. Better to succeed at something small than fail in attempting to do something way too big. It almost sounds like, and I don't even know how this sounds, but it almost sounds like I was taking Lent too seriously all, all these years. Well, I don't know if you can take Lent too seriously. Right. I yeah. think you can probably make certain aspects of Lent far more valuable than they are because uh, Lent is not just about fasting and abstinence. You're right. So I could give up rice and then in my mind, my sinner's mind, I could be like, oh, I gave up rice so I could go out here and I could have eight attack mass and I could do whatever else oh, yeah, I want yeah, because yeah, I'm good yeah. because like, I'm not eating rice. It's like the two burglars who broke into the house exactly at midnight on Friday and they were taking the eight inch screen and all the rest, you know, and then uh, they opened, they were hungry. So they opened the fridge and there was a pot roast that the family left. And uh, one of them was going for it, and the other thief said, stop, it's a Friday in Lent. <laughs> you know, so we, we, you know, that's, yeah. We have to see the bigger picture. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, and just covering the sacrifice stuff, uh, if I do give up rice, and let's say I'm doing just the bare minimum that the church uh, uh, requires, that I'm free to do the extra, but let's say I give up rice, Ash Wednesday, I fall on my face, I have, you know, some... Rice with dinner because I forgot. Or maybe it wasn't even I forgot. Maybe I just said, oh, you know what? It's well, there's not a that difference. big of a deal. Yeah. Morally speaking, there's a difference between okay. forgetting something and then deciding to do something. Can I get both outcomes? Yes. If you forget something, it's not considered a sin. I see. Right? And even if you intentionally, you know, I promise this, but I'm going to break it. It might be a venial sin. It's good to bring it up in confession. 
But I don't think it's a mortal sin because it wasn't a solemn promise. In other words, a priest didn't hear it and say, okay, I bind you to this promise. Wow, there's levels to this stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hell because I ate rice, you know? <laughs> um, probably not. Right. You know? So what do you do, though? Is there like a blanket penance, five Hail Marys, ten, you know? Like I, I said, you bring it up to, in confession, you know? Okay. Hello, there is a sacrament of confession, you know? I'm, a lot of people, the last time they went to confession, my last confession was second grade for first <laughs> communion. <laughs> I feel attacked, Polly. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. No, I saw you lining up one yeah, time. Yeah, one time. It was one time. So on the sacrifices, we're good on that. Um, yes, except uh, we really should explain the difference between fasting and abstinence. And then also, if you could, uh, with the chicken, the meat thing. Okay, so oh, yeah, fasting yeah. and abstinence, yeah. what are the differences? Uh, fasting means to give up a certain quantity of food. Mm. Okay? It can be um, like... Uh, well, the church's rule on fasting today is only one full meal that day. And as I said, that's only applicable on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. So, I mean, that's not impossible. Yeah. You know, I think you strategize and you make it lunch. Right. And so you, you get it in the middle. Yeah. And you, you eat a hearty lunch, you know, so that you can last the rest of the day and go to sleep at eight if you can. Right. Um, but the other two meals uh, combined should not equal one full meal. So, wow. so you choose one meal of the day, breakfast, lunch, or dinner. You choose yeah. one to be your full meal, and let's say it's lunch. Yeah. The breakfast and the dinner combined should not equal one full meal. Got it. Secondly, no snacks in between. Drinks okay. are not snacks. Okay. And you would want to go with water, I'm presuming? No, no. Drink. Oh, whatever? Yeah. Oh, okay. Unless you gave up Coke. You're right. Yeah. So abstinence. Yeah. What is abstinence? Abstinence, so fasting deals with quantity because there's all day fasts. Right. Right. No full meal at all. Right. Uh, uh, abstinence deals with the specific kind of food. Mm. Right. And uh, in the church today, we abstain from meat. Now, it's a church rule, people out there who say, no, chicken's not meat. You don't define the church's law. Right. <laughs> you get hauled into superior court. <laughs> You, oh, your honor. You don't tell the judge, well, that's not my definition of murder. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> so in the same way, if you're going to follow, if, if you're going to, you know, give up meat because you yourself want to, yeah. well, that's your business, right? Yeah. But if you want to do it because this is what your church requires you, then you follow the church's definition of meat. And the church's definition of meat is any warm-blooded animal, um, earth, uh, you know, earthly. Uh, you know, and so you have the fishes in the sea. So you can eat all the fish you want, all the shrimp you want, uh, but, and you, but you cannot eat birds because even though they fly, they're not permanently in the sky, uh, right? They land. Yeah, right? yeah. So uh, fowl would be included there. Reptiles? And, where are reptiles? Yeah, there's a kind of, uh, there's a kind of gray area with uh, iguanas, you know? Um, yeah, because you said warm-blooded animals. And I, I think they are, right? Yeah. I'm not, I'm no, not really into iguanas. I'm but, not either. Um, yeah. Are they warm-blooded? If they are, then normally they would be, uh, you know, part of the abstinence. Right. But when was the last time you saw a barbecue iguana? Yeah, or a snake. A snake I definitely know is reptile, cold-blooded, yeah. So and it's cold-blooded, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the rule on so, the yeah. chicken. So that's the, rule, that's the difference between fasting and abstinence. So yeah. chicken, according to the church, is meat, okay? Uh, any fowl, so turkey as well, right? So basically on... Uh, now, here's the thing, Chris. Yeah. Um, so How did it get so muddy, I want to know? Because I feel like 
yeah, this is the thing, Chris. My grandma never had a doubt about chicken. About chicken. All the time, she this was is like, all. This is not tomorrow. This is new tomorrow. Uh, this is 1970s Gibson's, uh, uh, you know, Macronesia Mall tomorrow. Yeah. So gr- your, C- cable your, TV, your grandma you was know? team uh, chicken is meat. Well, everyone was. Yes. Okay. All tomorrow's knew that. Yeah. It's, it's like I'm saying, it's only the 1970s, 1980s Gibson's court, you know. So it's, the, it's, it's tomorrow's trying to explain their way out of. Try, yes, exactly. Oh, exactly. Wow. Like if I told someone, go to pay less. And there's only two sections, meat and seafood. Okay, go look for uh, chicken. You're not going to look for it in the seafood section. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's all barbarous. Yeah. But Polly, how did we get, and I don't want to say soft though, because it seems like, like I told you, the Lent my grandparents did. I mean, even the Lent my mom does, it's different from the Lent that even someone like me. Because your grandma didn't have drive through Or, you know, anybody younger. Did we soften things with the church? The whole or? world softened. The whole world softened. And you see, um, with drive-through and microwavable stuff, and you know everything's at an instant. You know, if you're in the drive-through for more than five minutes, you know you you get angry at yeah. the at the you know clerk, whatever. Uh, so we have become pampered and spoiled and materialistic in a way that grandma never could. Yeah. So did the church like uh, soften the 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 um, tenets of Lent that w- that we follow over the years, or has it always been? Only Ash Wednesday, only well, on Fridays. Well, I think, see, what the Vatican did was the Vatican said, it's up to the bishop's conferences to decide the uh-huh. specifics, uh, except I think for fasting and abstinence on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, uh, because we don't want to see any Catholic, you know, uh, roasting pig on Good Friday, right? Um, but other than that, the, the bishop's conferences could m- be more specific or pacific. And the Pacific Conference of Bishops said every diocese can do it theirself because uh, Tahiti is very different from Guam. And, right. you know, so anyway, uh, I guess some bishops, there, there are some, some bishops around the world who are very strict and they're like, oh no, uh, fasting uh, even on all Fridays of Lent, right? Um, but here, I guess the, 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 the theory, uh, again, it, it remains to be proved whether it was a good theory or not, is, well, people aren't doing it anyway, so right. let's require them just the minimal. Yeah. And hopefully they'll do that. And that, I think, happens so not that's just... that's lowering the bar, Yeah, no? that's not just in church. That's across society as a whole. You're as right. As a that, whole. That's, that's the, the, that's the way of the world. Right, yeah. And the church is supposed to be the uh, contradiction of the world. And and those things that I saw Grandma doing, the things that she you know tried to get us to do, I saw the sacrifice and the passion and the belief behind it and i thought that it was a yeah. good it was a good lesson that yeah. you know many young people today could oh, use yeah. they took they took uh lent very seriously yeah let me tell you how serious polly i have been afraid of lent since i was a young child because my grandma and i really hope it wasn't just her randomly making this up but she did this thing where she tallied our sins yeah during the lent and for example if you made any noise on good friday then there was always i always associate the end of lent with the worst spankings of my life. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Now, let me explain that. Okay. Okay. So, one of the things that the Chamorros did. Wait. So, what my, my grandma wasn't just picking on us. This is a thing. No, this is a thing. This okay. is a cultural thing. Got it. Uh, all up and down the Marianas, not just Guam. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, the Chamorros really took Lent seriously. And they added this level that I think only on Guam maybe or, you know, in rare places like Guam, this was possible. Because Guam before the war was quiet already. I mean, if you, if, if you were, are old enough to have gone up to Saipan in the 70s, 
I mean, there weren't even traffic signals in Saipan because rarely did you have two cars pass each other. Wow. You know? And today, if you go up to Luta or Tinian, right, it's also very quiet. And that gives you a sense of what Malesu and Umatak and, you know, all the southern villages were. Right. Uh, before the war, very quiet. So the the Chamorro note to Lent was quiet. You have to be quiet. So if you broke one of the Lenten rules, Nana did not punish you right then and there because you'll end up crying and Lent is supposed to be quiet. So she waited till East, uh, Holy Saturday because Good Friday is over. Yeah. And Holy Saturday in Chamorro is uh, Sabalong Gloria or Loria. It's pronounced both ways. And early that morning, uh, you may have broken the rule on Ash Wednesday and five and a half weeks have passed. You think grandma forgot? No. Nope. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nope. And uh, for the last two weeks, you were an angel. And you think that got you off the hook? Did that get you off the hook? Nope. Nope. Sorry. Nope. Sabalong Gloria. And the, the funny thing about Chamorros, not all of them did it, but they said, go and get the tangan tangan. Yes. We had to pick our poison. It reminded me of, I, I hope you've never seen the Fifty Shades of Grey movie, but there's a closet where they go in and they pick the implement of torture that they want. And that's how it was. I felt with grandma, she used to always tell us, go out and pick your stick. And you never knew what stick to pick. Do you want to pick the skinny one because it, yeah. you know, it's skinny? Or do you want to pick the bigger one? Right. No, you don't want to pick the skinny one because it goes through the air faster. Right, right. And as soon as you wake up, you take this year's catalog and you stuff it down your pants. You know? <laughs> or you wear five underwears. Yeah. Or, I mean, Polly, I got stories. There's one, one uh, Lenten season. I wore uh, two pairs of pants, four underwears. Let's just say I was very ugly in that Lent. Uh, and so I got the spanking for all my Lenten uh, violations. And then I got another spanking for dirtying uh, <laughs> three underwears and two pairs of pants. Yeah. So you could make all the noise. She could spank you and you could cry to the top of your lungs on, on uh, Holy Saturday. It's okay because yeah. uh, Jesus is in the tomb. So he's not going to hear anything. No. Yeah. But quiet, why? Because, it, you know, the, our tomorrow people really considered this a true, this is not just a TV. This is a, a, a real person named Jesus suffered and died. And, you know, the church devotions in those days, you know, the, the, the thorns piercing the skull and the blood and the sweat and yeah, the very graphic from the Roman soldiers spinning yeah. goes into our Lord's eyes and stings his eyes. And, you know, it was very graphic, but it was to bring home the point, you know, Jesus died for our sins. Oh, okay, and that's nice. You know, but when you really get into it. Yeah, how much he suffered. Exactly. And yeah. the Catholics do a wonderful job. Well, traditional Catholics <laughs> do a wonderful job of making that so real. So yeah. when someone dies, you don't go into the hospital room. Oh, Pop died. Oh, let's sing a song. He's no. a jolly good fellow. <laughs> no, you, you, you're quiet. Hush, yeah. hush, hush. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Lent was for the old time tomorrows. So, yeah. And on Sabang and Gloria... You, uh, this was a folk belief. It's not the church teaching, obviously. You, uh, you get the kids to jump because <laughs> the idea was on Sabal and Gloria, Jesus uh, is going to rise from the dead tomorrow on Easter Sunday. So jump because you're going to grow taller. <laughs> Funny. And then because Jesus... I was jumping trying to dodge the tongue and tongue. And, and, <laughs> and because Jesus died for us and, and rose from the dead for us, there's many graces, so open the window so the graces come in. Wow. And then some people would go and shake their fruit trees, their papaya tree. Shake, 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 shake on Sabal and Gloria so that the papaya tree will grow more papayas. Wow. These are all folk beliefs, you know. Right. Yeah. As long as they don't become superstition, there's no harm in them. Polly, um, you just took me back 
Lent and the spankings and, and all that. Uh, but le- let me just paint this picture for you. So uh, I was born in Oklahoma. I came back to Guam, you know, before I turned one. Uh, lived here. Uh, my stepfather was in the Navy. Uh, so I spent a second grade in Virginia. Uh, came back um, to Guam and was really at that age, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, where I could kind of, you know, mm. understand Lent, but maybe we didn't go to church as much in the States. And so when grandma explained, you know, laid down the, the Lenten rules, if you will, there was a part that as just coming from the States, I didn't understand. And this was the Babwin Quaresma. And so grandma said, if we make noise during right. Lent that this pig would run down from the mountain right. and, you know, take us up and we're never going to well, be yeah, seen well, again. I'm 60 years on Guam and I've never seen a single Babwin Quaresma. I've seen the Babwin Halumtano. And they're 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 coming out now. You don't yeah. have you don't have to hunt for them. Yeah, you you, you don't even have to make. You know, noise. they show up at your front door and say, "What's for dinner?" <laughs> right, and it's not you even know? Lent. Yeah. So, yeah, the Babuin Quaresma, the the uh, Lenten pig, was just a, a elder's way of scaring us. You know, and it it doesn't make sense, right? Because if the if you do something wrong in Lent and the Babuin Quaresma comes out of nowhere and bites you. That's gonna create noise. Yes, the Babuin Quaresma doesn't wait to Sabalong Gloria. Why? Why didn't I? I wish I would have called my grandma out on that logic. Grandma, no, that doesn't make sense. Exactly. Exactly. So, the uh, she would logical, have added that. She would have added that to the Lenten sins. For, the logical inconsistency okay. is plain to see, right? right. It's, it's just a way to scare kids. Wow. You know? Wow. What mean elders? Yeah, but <laughs> it worked. You can't. You can't argue logic with a seven-year-old, right? Yeah, you can't. Polly, that's, uh, I mean, it, 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 there's got to be other things. with. Oh, Lent. there's a whole lot of other yes, things. Yes, yeah. okay. So in the old days, even on days where you could eat meat, like let's say a Tuesday. Right. Uh, you could not eat meat and fish in the same meal. Wow. In the same meal. Why is that? Uh, I, I really wish I knew because I've really researched, and this is a Spanish thing, and I've, I've researched all kinds of old Spanish books, and I've never found an explanation just a description, but no reason why. But if I could guess, um, if fish is reserved for days of penance, to mix penitential food with regular food, meat is kind of watering it down. So fish is for penance, don't mix it with anyone else. Now, like on a Tuesday in Lent, you can have meat for uh, lunch and fish for dinner, but not both at the same time. That was an old Chamorro custom that some Chamorros I personally knew followed that to this day. Uh, let me see what else. Polly, you know, when you talk about our, um, our, uh, our mononco, the generations past and the dedication, the passion, uh, not just to Lent, but to the faith in general, right? Um, how would you compare it to what they do in the Philippines with the, you know, the, the whipping and all that stuff? Yeah. Cause I mean, I thought grandma was hardcore right, Catholic, right. but that's like a whole other level. Right, right, right. There's major differences in the temperament and culture and characteristics of, uh, the Filipino peoples and the Chamorros, major differences. And it's revealed even in church practices and Chamorros just never went that far. You know, uh, Filipinos, again, stereotypes are dangerous and there's always exceptions, but uh, many Filipinos can be very dramatic. And the Chamorro temperament is the opposite. Cool it down. Right. Be quiet. Be quiet. Yeah. When Chamorros process in the Lucao, we're all quiet. When Filipinos process in their processions, they're chasing the evil spirits. And it's just, a lot of you know, yeah. And all in costume and just different things. That's you know? just surprising that there was never a point where a Chamorro said, Hi, you're going to whip yourself, Nanga Nanga. 
Stefan, show you. I'll whip you. (laughs) 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 I would have said free whipping here. (laughs) Grandma, where are you at? They want to be whipped. Polly Eric is whipping me. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so, you know, this, uh, this is very interesting because of the cultural clash. Chris, between the Americans and the pre-war Chamorros, because the Americans were mainly Protestant, right? Right. And so the uh, the education department, all we had nothing but public schools, and that was run by a by the Protestant chaplain for the Navy. Wow. He was the director of education, and a lot of American teachers. And so inland, they would plan school play, school dance, school program, and afterwards we're going to have refreshments, and you know. And the Chamorro parents were like, what? Uh, you know, you're sending my kid to hell, you know? So there was a big clash of culture. And what, what was interesting too, you know, because Chamorros didn't even go swimming, didn't go fishing, especially like Holy Week, right? Uh, there were all kinds of uh, superstitions or, or folk belief because there's a difference really. Right. Um, uh, like if you eat meat on, uh, on a day you're not supposed to eat meat, it'll bleed. Wow. You know, and the blood will start dripping from your mouth and scare, you know, ah! You learn your lesson that way, right? Wow. So there were all kinds of things like that. So the Chamorros were really, really quiet, especially Holy Week. Like I grew up where you couldn't even turn on the radio. Yeah, me too. Couldn't turn on the TV. Yes. And you had to speak in hushed tones. Yeah. You know, Grandma, there's a burglar coming in the front door. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Grandma, there's a fire in the kitchen. You, know? you had to speak in hushed tones. <sighs> So we, I mean, and and so that's the Holy Week I remember too, right? I even I, I did a song. We did a song about it, you know, about Holy Week, and you got to be quiet and all the. But do we Holy Week harder here than anywhere else in the world? Oh, I don't know. It's a big world out there. I haven't been to every place yet. I'm waiting for you know people to say, "Polly, come with us." <laughs> um, but I would just say that we're one of the you know one of the places that took it really seriously, and like I said, we were small enough, quiet enough. Uh, and small population, so you could watch what everybody was doing, right? And remember, the houses before the war were right next to each other. When, right. we, when someone in one house sneezed, the other one said, Gesundheit. <laughs> you know, so uh, it was possible. You know, people didn't even cook. Like, they did all the cooking on Holy Wednesday. And it was to last all the way till Saturday. Wow. So on Good Friday, you were eating the soplan metkulish. What was left over from right, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The super balutan. <laughs> <laughs> So th- those were the good old days. And uh, let's see. Oh, and when they spanked you on Holy Saturday, it wasn't the belt. It was the cuata. That's the cow tail. We didn't have that, thank God. Yeah. Like, well, like I said, it was pick the stick. Cuatas were big in the agricultural days when everybody raised When they had the pass of the cow. Yeah. 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 But, you know, after the war, less people had cows. So the cuata, but I remember seeing the cuata. And my uncle would take the kwata and throw it in the common sanhizung, the outdoor bathroom. Right. Uh, first, he threw it on the roof to hide it. Yes, and then my grandma. So Nana couldn't. F- then my grandma found it and whipped him for that. <laughs> <laughs> so he threw it into the taki, you know. Uh, and I and I asked my uncle. I said, "So did grandma let you down in there <laughs> in the taki to pick it up?" You know, so I wouldn't put it past some of our. He should have just tried duct taping it back to the cow. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Lent was a very uh, important thing and um, uh, taken very seriously. Yeah. But, you know, even if people said, man, if we could only go back to that, how can we really? I mean, let, we could always try harder to do it. But in modern Guam, 
where it's so noisy and we're you know we're always on our phones yeah and so how do you find that place Polly? because i feel like uh, i mean while i i appreciate and respect all the passion the faith the way we used to do it obviously we do it way differently now and i don't even know if i could lend yeah at that level that we did before just because of like you said the I, environment i got a full-time job i got yeah. kids you know what i mean so how We're, do we find that 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 thing that we had before well i'm going to collect a group of uh people who only want to speak Chamorro and are hardcore catholics and we're going to move to agrigan that's it that's what that's what we have to do we have to change the environment whether we like it or not we're in the midst of a, a new environment that whether we like it or not to a certain extent dictates what we can and cannot do so can you in your opinion can you carve out the life that we had before in a new form in a way in the world we're living in today in a way in a way but it won't be perfectly like it was before right. but you can like i said the, the the environment dictates to a certain extent what we can and cannot do but not totally we still have control over a lot of what we can and cannot do so we, we need to decide that and uh don't forget that Lent is not just about penance, it's also prayer and almsgiving, which means donations to the needy. Right, and that's a... Charity. I mean, and going back to the beginning, I mean, I was all about, what about when we give up? What do we, what's meat? What's not? Exactly. How can we eat meat? I, you forget about everything else. Yeah. That's so, probably just as yeah. important. So prayer, some people promise uh, every day in Lent, I'll go to Mass. You know, these people are just Sunday Mass goers, but then as soon as Ash Wednesday comes, they're in church every day until Easter. Uh, or they go to the Stations of the Cross, mm. right? Um, in terms of almsgiving, that's a little harder. Um, but people donate, you know, maybe the Catholic charities or, you know, whatever, you know. Or they're more the, mindful of, of people, you know, begging for assistance on the streets. And does it have to be money, Paul? It doesn't have to be money. Okay. For example, uh, my friends that are, you know, hang out at the Ganya Post Office, when I go check the post office, you know, Paul, do you have money? I go, I don't, I don't have money to give you because I can't lie and say I don't have money. Right. I don't have money to give you, but I'll buy you food, you know? Right. And at Ganya Post Office, KFC is just down the street. In closing, uh, if you could, Polly, we talked about carving the old way in the new world. Give us some examples of how someone can do that. I think people can very easily keep the TV and the laptop and the radio off, even in the car. I think on the way here, I didn't have anything on, right? Um, Traditionally, I give up movies for Lent because I don't, eat, I don't eat meat anyway. Right. So fish to me is not a penance. So I give up movies. Um, although I have to look for a new penance because maybe about five, ten years ago, movies started to suck big yeah. time. I would go to the movies and I'd go, darn, I wasted eight bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? You know? So I said, I'm giving it up just to save money. You know? So you used to give up movies uh, during Lent because you loved them and it was something that you cherished. Right. And, like, and I did it. You know, and now you're like they're not even worth giving up anymore. Right. So I gotta I find, to find a, a new penance, something that means more to so you. So I'm open to some suggestions. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't eat meat. Any four, any four legged creatures. I don't eat. Well, I know you enjoy doing this uh, podcast and doing your blog, but I think that you're really reaching a lot of people with that. So don't give that up. Well, you know, when Malafunction says, uh, "Be here in ten minutes," <laughs> and uh, thank you for teaching me how to avoid getting taken away from uh, the Babui in this Lenten season. Yeah, I never seen one. I don't think you will. Be careful of Grandma's tangan tangan.